other side of us. You can, you can kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, and the whole night, this isn't an animal. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black thing. Squatch DTV, exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. Oh, you're muted, Steve. <laughs> no, there we I, go. I, I am not muted. Oh, okay. Well, that must have been a delay. The thing got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> no, I, That's I, a I, great I, way to start out the new year, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, welcome to today's show for January 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective Steve Coles, and the guy underneath me, Mr. Chris Bennett. So we have quite the show for you tonight. And, um, you know, just in the last few weeks, as people roll in, we've been, Chris and I have been talking about some of the, I, I think, the uh, the best the best thing possible uh, was is television as far as the good and the bad. Yeah. Uh, as far as the good, I should say, uh, we saw the end of a great series, uh, a great season of The Mandalorian. Mandalorian, yes. Which by now everybody knows Luke showed up to save the day, and we look at the new year with the season premiere of Cobra Kai which was phenomenal. 
So I, I watched the first few episodes. I think they're releasing half a season and half a season. And I just watched the first half and wow, uh, really, really fun stuff. And I'm going to have to check that out because I haven't seen it yet. So no spoilers. <laughs> I will not spoil that one. So uh, let's do let's do some roll call. Uh, oh, let's see who we got. A lot of people now. in chat already. Now we got B. Hello, B. John Hi, Swan. B. Hello, John. Good John. to see you, brother. Hi, John. Of course, OT. Woo-hoo. OT. And quick uh, <laughs> uh, witty. <laughs> Tom says, "Guess no reason to watch that now." Tom. <laughs> Well, come on, the the show was three weeks ago, Tom. <laughs> How are you, Tom? Good to see you. Tom. If if you don't know the ending of the Mandalorian by now, by all the 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 swell on on, on social media, um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, quick, witty, no, no, I haven't. Chris has. I, have I did. Not, I've I did. Work, I've been working on this week's show. We'll and take just a, just a minute. We'll talk about that after we run through. Is that everybody that's here so far, John? Uh, that, that's it as far as I can see right now. Okay. So we do Everybody's have, still coming in. But anyway, a quick, for quick witty, I did look into this Yowie photo. And, uh, man, I tell you what. Now, this is just my personal opinion. Now, and, I, you know, I read some other guys, too. I haven't um, seen anybody on Facebook comment yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering. I hope the stream's up. This is all. Yeah, this is all. Everybody on YouTube over here. Let me make sure the stream is up. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, I did that. Oh, there's one. Hi, Ted. Thanks, Ted. Yeah, okay, <laughs> thank you, Ted. Hello. Yeah, the stream, I just quick checked it, and we are we are going uh, on on. Uh, if anybody's from Twitter, please say hello. If anybody's over there on Periscope via Twitter, say hello, and yeah. gladly. So, Ted, welcome, my friend. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah. Have- the, the, the Yowie photo, the Yowie photo. I, right. I looked, I looked, I looked into that, and you know, there's a lot of different opinions about it. Some people say, oh, it's Photoshop because it has some pixelated areas in it, and you know, and that that's true. It could be, but I, I tend to believe that the pixelated areas may be a result of where it has been saved from um, a higher resolution into a lower resolution, and once it does that, sometimes it doesn't save at the at the, at the proper resolution. It reduces it. So that could be responsible for some pixelation, but I don't think it's some people think it is a Photoshop deal and that's fine. That's all well and fine. That's not my personal opinion of, I think that it is pixelated because it has been saved in different formats and the, uh, the overall DPI has been reduced, but the resolution. Yeah. Yeah. Quick, quickly, you know, in looking at that, that very well could be, it could be overexposure and exposure of, um, oops. But I think what we're having, I think what it is, personally, this is my opinion. I think it's a case of pareidolia. Uh, well, you, you look I, at it, you see the shape. But the, the problem is, since it's it's either sitting on the log, some people say it's sitting on the log. Some people say it's standing behind the log. Now, if it's standing behind the log, he's really short. Okay, he's really short. And if it's sitting on the log, his legs are like bean poles, dude. They're really skinny. So. The only, the only, personally, I think if it was a creature, it would be standing behind the log and it would be very short. But my personal opinion is that it is likely pareidolia. It's a bunch of uh, background that in the uh, leaves and stuff and bushes that's in that shape. But it looks like a Bigfoot. Looks like some sort of man beast creature back there. 
But now that's like, that's my opinion. <laughs> and everybody's got their own. There's going to be some people look at it and say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a Yowie. Yeah, you know, and that's perfectly fine. But uh, it, it doesn't pass the sniff test to me. Ah, that's what I'm looking for. Something I didn't have. Yeah, it this is overexposed too. Yeah. yeah, this has been a very, very interesting day. <clears throat> hey, Jerry, welcome to the show. Good mm. to see you. The first you heard of HMLR. Well, I'm, I'm, Jerry. I'm actually very glad of that, <laughs> and you'll, you'll see why. Uh, so I'm tipping my hand a little bit, but there is. Uh, you're, you're going to learn a few things, hopefully, tonight. And hey, and there's Reba. Good to see you, Reba. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. Um, and I, I can't say this enough. Um, I was in a little bit of a mad scramble today. I had to work. Um, but uh, Reba uh, in the chat has been talking to me for the last few days. And she really did uh, a deep dive herself of this. Mm -hmm. Um now the interesting uh, thing is, is is she uh well and hello lisa must be walt hey lisa <laughs> little walt said hi hello lisa hey. and say hi to big walt too while you're there big walt little walt hi guys and we have uh diane trick is in the house hey diane and charlie wonton hello charlie welcome charlie jimmy jimmy's probably somewhere too <laughs> hey jimmy there's doppelganger yeah. <laughs> um so, you know, this sometimes is what, you know, Bigfoot research is about. Um, Reba had been doing her own stuff uh, for a, much deeper than even I had done of this. Uh, but she went a, well, I, I mean, I put quite a bunch of hours in it this week, but she went yeah. a different route. And because she went a different route, she had this bunch of possibilities. But she saw this one, one guy and she, she made an inquiry. And uh, that really, really put it over the top. Hello, Hi, Tech. What's up, Mike? Tech. Welcome. Um, put it over the top. And, and then this is what why, you know, collaboration and Bigfoot research is huge. When you have a couple yeah. of people that are, uh, uh, uh oh, Godzilla 2000 is mom's phone. Okay. <laughs> Gojira, welcome. <laughs> um, uh, so, we put our heads together and you know, lo and behold, she was kind of unsure. I think of, of who certain people were. And I think we've clarified a bunch of things. So when her, when part of her work comes up, we're going to, and we we're saving the big reveal for last, as far as this presentation goes on. And um, it, it, what a journey this has been because I, uh, you know, I have a history with the website that this popped into. Uh, this originated from the Bigfoot Ballyhoo uh, blog. Uh, I think uh, when was the first time it popped up? Um, no, it, it was earlier than that. I believe it was around 2000. I want to say 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there. And what I have is, is uh, the, the reposting of this. Um, I had read this there at one point, but you know, I really put it out of my mind because. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah. as, as we saw time go by, there was mm -hmm. people buying into this. Yes. And looking at it. So we had to take, a, you know, I took a, uh, you know, now people are going to say, well, 
you you went at it with a, a jaded view. No, I, I like any investigation, you go at it and evaluate the evidence. It doesn't matter if I have a jaded view or not. I have to go where the where the evidence points me to. You know, it, now you can have you can have a, uh, expectations of what the outcome will be based right. upon prior investigations. You know, right? Especially when you, uh, let, let's look at it this way: you have this this uh, person that has a, an MO modus operandi because they've done this, 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 and this, and this. Now, automatically, you're seeing this next claim, and now you have to look at it: does this fit her MO and you know, all, all this other stuff. But people don't yeah. know Bigfoot Ballyhoo too much. So let's let's take a look at this in 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 for minute one. And um, the first part in here is the Miller doc. Uh, I'm going to read some of it off to you. Um, the original post from Sophia about Dr. H.A. Miller. And this was a, I guess, a repost Tuesday, September 22nd, 2015. Um, okay, it says, Dear Linda, I am not clear as to the best way to handle a manuscript written by my grandmother's half-brother. He died in 2005. He had no children or relatives who live except my grandmother. Huh? Well, you're a relative. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, it was the it, it was in the attic of my grandmother. It was in the attic of my grandmother since 2005. Amazing age of 92. My grandmother recently passed away, and my mother and I were wait a minute, uh, more relatives. Um, <laughs> well, we had no relatives. Um, wait a well, minute. other than you know, uh, so wouldn't that make it his stepsister? I don't know. Uh, maybe stepdaughter and then my um, grandmother's half brother. Well, yeah, it would be like a great uncle. I don't know. Okay. But I wanted to share with anyone who might know what to do with it. English is a second language. So I look to you, Linda, to be the nicest person on the internet now. <laughs> <laughs> don't think okay. too much highly of yourself, do you? <laughs> so I look to you, Linda, to be the nicest person on the internet now when it comes to Bigfoot. Then I'll send it to you. Yeah. I, okay. Written an original man, written original manuscript is by hand and it has been neglected. So a friend transcribed it, transcribed it to write to you. I do not know what to do with the original, so we have sealed it by Ahura, whatever that means. Um, we have sealed it, so you're not going to see the original. Hmm. You have pulled permission to read the manuscript below titled. The following was written by Dr. H.A. Miller on your YouTube blog, Sincerely, Sophia. The following was written by Dr. H.A. Miller, now deceased. Well, I hope he read it, wrote it before he was deceased. Yeah. Uh, okay, according to this, he was born in New England on December 12, 1909. I was the first and only child of Christiana and Arthur Miller. My mother died in childbirth, and I was subsequently raised by my father until, until remarried to a French woman. When I was 12 or 13 years of age. Hmm. Ah, kind of weird. Okay. So after their, their marriage, she bore a baby girl. Okay. Uh, I, I thought he didn't have family. Um, I finished my high school education while living with my father, stepmother, and half-sister. And then there's in, in, in uh, parentheses, or not really parentheses, but like uh, the, the square ones. I forget the, the actual term. Bracket. 
Bracket. Bracket. Thank you. In brackets, there's a. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Um, it says there is an entire section here that I could not transcribe. Handwriting was in illegible. And so it yeah. goes on to continue. I remained in New England for my undergraduate work. I thoroughly enjoyed the outdoors, the ocean, and forestry. My undergraduate studies focused on forestry and land management. While in my junior and senior, I was employed by the federal government. I worked at the Lockwood Farm, part of the Connecticut Agricultural Experiment Station. I learned about hybridization and agricultural enjoy agricultural. Say here, here's I learned about hybridization in agricultural and enjoyed hmm. the hard work, outdoor work in the cornfields. Uh, I began to fight, find great interest in the scientific workings happening with the corn seed at the time. I completed an additional year in, in forestry science and graduated in 1930 with an A.B. First Maybe. of all, wait a minute, Steve. In, in yeah. Kentucky, we have two different sections there that he's combining. One is forestry and the other one is agriculture. Right. You would be usually, you know, one or the other. Right. Yep. Uh, so it says, I graduated in 1930 with an AB. Uh, I believe he means a BA because there's no such uh, term as an AB. Oh, uh, no. From Yale, University, from Yale University and an MF, Master of Forestry in 1931. Okay. So I labored at Lockwood Farm for a few years and gained great interest. Um, I did hope to attend medical school and became a physician. I expeditiously applied for medical school and was accepted to Harvard and began my medical training in 1938. Hmm. Graduating from Harvard Medical School, Harvard, in the early 1940s, and I completed residency and a fellowship at Harvard and began a very specialized career at the time in orthopedic forensic surgery, Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. Because of my previous work with the USDA, I was quickly employed by the federal government. My early years as a physician related mostly to providing medical support to various employee types, firefighters, etc., within the USDA slash forest service. I also became the forensic expert and anatomist for the USDA and was called to examine most major accidental deaths of USDA and forestry service servicemen. Due to my, hmm. my interest in genetics and early exp experiences in agricultural hybridization, I was assigned to scientific teams which investigated the physical nature of genetics. Our early experiments determined that DNA is the component of the chromosomes where, where genetics should be studied. Oh, that was... That was Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, along with the efforts of other science, several scientists, led to the discovery of the double helix structure in the early 1950s. So he's trying to interdict, interdict himself with the word. Into the of, discovery of, of DNA. Of the discovery <laughs> of DNA. So hey. to make this long story short, I'm going to speed it up a little bit. It was at this time that several of our team members were called to the Bandera County, Texas, where the forestry scientists, biologists assigned to the Edwards Plateau reported the dead bodies of strange type of human. The first reports I received were speculating that they were feral humans from the local Comanche Indian tribes. What? This is 1950, not 1850. Uh, 
the bodies were supposedly found in or around one of the massive caves within the Edwards Plateau area. When I arrived in Texas, I was surprised to find three bodies, one adult female, two female juveniles. I examined as I typically would any human subject, but to my dismay, one of these creatures still seemed to be alive. I became quite upset with the local scientists, but they assured, reassured me. They confirmed that all three were deceased. All for, after further investigation, I found that these creatures were not human. They, in fact, had a remarkably rapid reparative process, hence the reason one of the creatures seemed dead, but in fact was regenerating to a degree. Unfortunately, okay. the, restorative, unfortunately the restorative abilities of the creature were not enough to keep it alive. They were massive in size and distinctly a new primate species unknown to science at that time. I spent years studying these creatures, which are scientifically known as Sebatilidae, whatever the hell that is, confirming that they were <laughs> most certainly not human. And actually, Sebatilidae, whatever that flipping which are scientifically known as Sebatilidae, confirming that they were most certainly not human. Sebatilidae are actually lower monkeys. Lower monkeys. Yeah. Um, can you put the document on the screen, Steve, or are you having to read it on the other one? Uh, I'm reading it on the other one. Okay, um, okay. okay. I don't want to uh, screw the PowerPoint up. So yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> um, so anyway, it goes in. He goes, a cellar today found in, in the San Antonio, Texas area are very much like like a howl, very much howl like a howler monkey. And it goes on. He goes, uh, I found these great deal of similarity between these Bigfoot creatures and the howler monkey. That was until 1962. Mm. Okay. In late 1962, early 63, I was notified of a large human-like creature by the Reading Forest Service folks in California. I arranged for transport of the body to my primary location in Colorado. It was reported to me that the body was found under a large tree that had been violently struck by lightning and blown to the ground. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, it's not blown to the ground if it's struck by lightning, is it? Right. Yeah. It's blown to the ground if there's wind. Yeah. And violently struck by lightning? Every lightning strike is violent as far as I know. <laughs> oh, it was just a mild lightning strike. You yeah. Know. Yeah. It's fine. It was all right. Okay. So we can stop reading into this right then and there. Now we're going to get into our show here. So the H.A. Miller doc. So let, let's start looking, breaking all what we've heard so far. I completed an additional year in forestry science and graduated in 1930 with an A.B. from Yale University. Unfortunately, if one conforms with, uh, if one goes to the Yale website and actually reads about the Yale Forestry School program, which was founded in the, uh, in the early 1900s, Mm -hmm. uh, by Gifford Pinchot. Um, it was founded in 1900. Um, and it only, there was no BA program. There was no AB program. Uh, it was a postgraduate school. So it only offered a master's in forestry. It couldn't offer a, a, a BA in forestry. So right there, there's a problem with what he's saying. Yeah. And as we see, here's the 1930 picture of H.A. Miller in the picture, School of Forestry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so far, you know, okay, it kind of looks good, but there's a little disconcerting information about this. You know, there was no B.A. program for forestry. 
It was a postgraduate school for masters. So that so much was true. Now, here we go with graduating from Harvard Medical School. Harvard in the 1940s. And I completed a residency fellowship at Harvard Medical School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we checked the Alumni Association for any H.A. Miller's. And uh, we ran the name Miller. And we had two that had passed away, Richard mm -hmm. C. Miller and a Harry H. Miller. Neither one is H.A. Miller. Right. So as far as the Alumni Association, there was no H.A. Miller that ever graduated from or and died from Harvard Medical School. Right. <clears throat> Notice the intentional vagueness of the graduation date, whereas the one with the picture, we had dates, 1930, 1931. <clears throat> right. In the early 1940s, you know that that's building up the mystery right there. Why didn't you want? Why did you want to tell us? You graduated in 1944. Why is it not concise? And notice the medical school. Now this is actually copy and pasted, right directly from the document. Medical school, Harvard Medical School, was not capitalized. Just Harvard Medical School wasn't capitalized, and Harvard Medical School is its own entity, so it should be capitalized. So, you know, the, the language is not being necessarily to me looking at this, especially reading some of the document here. Uh, it's not looking like it's uh, written by somebody that is very scientifically inclined. And then he said he began a very specialized career at the time in orthopedic forensic surgery. The term orthopedic forensic surgery is a made up term. There is orthopedic forensics. But there is no orthopedic forensic surgery. So what I did was I Googled the word orthopedic forensic surgery, and it comes back to the Miller doc and nowhere else. Yeah. And the only time, according to the internet, this term is used is on the Miller document. He was the first one. <laughs> first one. Okay. So that is very interesting. So yeah, that's a big problem right there. Yeah. Okay, so in the middle of all this, there is a mystery man that interdicts himself on July 21st, 2013, names himself KS. KS. And he says, I wish to wish me exciting part of your record of Sasquatch experiences. You have given me courage. It was a relief to see more and more from the USFS posting the truth, talking about the Miller Doc, obviously, because this is where it was posted in. Yeah. So he comes in there, he goes, uh, he... We were given a reference card, which included the accepted scientific taxa accepted by the United States Forestry Service. I kept it to this day. Kingdom, Animalia, Phylum Chordata, Class Mammalia, Order Primates, Family, you can read it. Genus, you can read that too. But if you look at the real classification system, it's missing. Um, you know, it has the same as us. Um, there's no subphylum, like there should be a subphylum vertebrata. That means we have vertebra, vertebrate. Uh -huh. Um, they should have a subclass, theria, infraclass, eutheria, order primates, and then suborder goes to, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But okay, you have all this information. Where's the where's the suborder? Where's the genus? Oh, the penis is there. So it, it makes no sense, some of this, what, what's going on. 
Um, it's kind of like somebody is trying uh, to write something formal, but they're really not sure exactly how to go right, about it. Right, right, right. Yeah, none of these make like family and genius make make no sense at all in this. So we look at some of the key words they're using, like uh, in this thing. He goes on to write about uh, this being, you know, uh, he's giving it, you know, specificus that that C the 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 sebes I'll call them just to uh, pronounce uh, the C nertura specificus. And if you look at nertura. Wikipedia, re, re, it's from the Greek word nateros, meaning low down. Common names include pinch cushion, coral bread, or bead plant. Okay, mm, so coral bead. Yeah. Yeah. But that's very interesting because that's an agricultural definition, not an animal definition. Mm-hmm. Pacificus. There is no such Latin word. There is no pacificus in in the scientific language. Pacificus was a disciple of Saint Francis of Assisi. So Pacificus doesn't, but what they're trying to make it sound like Pacific, the Pacific Ocean, Pacificus. Right. They want to relate that to the Pacific coastline. That would be Pacifica, not Pacificus. Yeah. Arctos. See what they're trying to do. (laughs) Arctos. Arctos was a centaur who fought Lapith spearmen. It also refers to bears in Greek. Again, trying to sound, but the actual, if they mean Arctic, the actual word is Arcticus. Mm-hmm. See, Latin is a very tricky language because, because in, in, the way English is a tricky language because English was yeah. derived from Latin. Um, <laughs> Pacific- believe it or not, I actually knew that Arctos was a, a, a centaur. <laughs> For some reason, I knew that. I don't know why. Yeah. And it's funny because if you think about it, Linda Newton Perry's husband writes about a lot of Norse mythology. Ha-ha. So here's some <laughs> other mythology, Greek mythology. Yeah, here it is. Honey, I need a word kind of like sound scientific. It means the Pacific yeah. coast of oh, Pacific. Okay. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> and folks, I got to say, we have saved the, in this presentation, we have saved the best for last. The most condemning of this whole thing will be shown last. So hold on to your hats. We're getting there. We have a lot more to go, though. So, <laughs> Samphos and Texacanus are just made up. They don't exist anywhere. So, um, so KS gives us the Forest Service quick reference card. And, of course, it says, keep headlights, taillights, mirrors, and all windows clean and clear. Notice there's yeah. no period after that. Slow down and try to avoid the animal. If encountering... O dot MP, it is safer to hit the animal rather than to drive off the shoulder and risk a head-on collision. The reference was that document down there, 6709.11-99-1. So, yeah. what do you think I did? Now, he says, the relevant pages are missing. Well, the relevant pages weren't missing at all. They were all there. I got the whole entire document, front to cover. And there is 1018, where it was copy and pasted out of. Yeah. Pile lights, headlights, mirrors, all clean, clean and clear. When window conditions visit, blah 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 blah. Turn on your headlights. That's missing. So what happened was is they 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 missed the last when conditions limit visibility. They forgot that. Maybe they got distracted. Maybe they not. Whatever. Well, see, there's also they didn't want you to know they copied and pasted or something. Right. So they they took out part of the. <laughs> right. Took out a period and, 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 and quick way phrase quick way deleted. All I have to say is it probably is. That doesn't mean that that particular incident happened. 
anyway, if you know that, you could write a story about this too. So if you know there's sightings that are going on there, so does somebody else. Uh-oh. Steve, please don't show me the pics of me on Boxing Day. I eventually found my clothes, and I swear I don't know who to get back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <clears throat> but if you notice, always maintain control of your, the vehicle. For example, if unexpected wildlife or domestic livestock are encountered, slow down and try to avoid the animal. Generally, it is safer to hit the animal rather than drive off the shoulder of the road or cross the center line to in risk a head-on collision. Now you see where this has been taken from. Yeah. So in essence, because of the missing punctuation, because of the lack of some words there, um, yeah, th this person just made this stuff up using the reference card. There is no evidence whatsoever. Show us the card. If, you know, he says, oh, I remember it to this day, meaning you don't have it. If it's online, you know, so of course, you know, the whole thing is I'll change it. And then I'll say, of course, the relevant pages are missing. Yeah. Right. Eh, tell me another one. <laughs> now we come to the jumping of the shark. We heard earlier uh, from uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Miller in late 1962, early 63, I was notified of a large human-like creature by the Reading Forest Service folks in California. Okay, so in 1962, Columbus Day Animal of 1962, Jerry Luston's experience with the 1962 creature was found. Hello, I'm Jerry Luston, and I was among the, I was among uh, the guys who found the giant in November of 1962. Bill Emery, remember that name, folks. Bill Emery. Bill, Bill Emery has asked me to write a short comment on this site. I have never seen in my life, so bear with me. Wrong. I, I think that's the wrong. You're supposed to take off your clothes. He's there. You got to get naked together while you're reading this. Yeah, of course. I should have realized that. Bear with me. Um, it was in the early hours of November 9th when me and several other men were working the Dew Ridge area cleaning wind area. If memory serves me, it was 8:30 a.m. or so when we saw what we thought was a dead bear under an old growth tree on Dew. As we approached the bear, complained to us it was not a bear. The animal was something in between ape and, and human and looks only, larger than anything I've ever seen or before or since. The animal was laying under a tree, face down and dead. We all looked at it into our at hands and feet, not paws. It was covered in a short crop of black hair and obviously not anything ever seen by us before. Hmm. We needed a forest serviceman to come to the site right away and look at it because we were not to remove any fatalities from wind and storm damaged trees without forest servicemen being on site. We had well understood the protocol to go through the case, and we came across a car with people in it under a tree. Ranger Guy Adams from Cave Junction arrived and took photos from both sides of the tree. Then more people came up to do the same. As the site filled with Forest Service and unknown people, we were directed to cut a 10 section, a, a 10 section out above the creature for removal. It was it was after we removed the tree of the animal that they got branch poles out and turned the animal over onto its back. The animal's eyes supposed to be were were open and yeah. dried blood was all over the mouth and ears of the animal. 
The eyes were black in color. Teeth were jagged and yellowish. It had breasts on it like a female, only dropped and small in shape. I think it meant drooped. Uh, mm. It was female, of course. You already said that. Um, everybody was told to stay away from the animal at this point. By noon, a truck had showed up, and they used a block and tackle to pick the animal up and swing it onto the back of the flatbed. At that point, the big wig. Yeah, it's amazing how these words. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I know these words from other. The big wig from Medford came, and they told us to leave that road and go to Glary Creek, some five miles away, to work for the rest of the week. They started acting like squirrels to us, many nervous and snappy. It was three days later when Guy told us that the animal was an ape that had escaped from a home in O'Brien. What? Hmm. Yeah. We knew because who keeps an eight-foot ape for a pet? We knew <laughs> when we uncovered the animal, it was no ape. We didn't know about Bigfoot then, but thought it was some kind. <laughs> you didn't know about Bigfoot back then? Wait, wait. You're in Oregon, right? Yeah. And, and you haven't heard anything. Jerry Crew. Well, was that 57? Right? That it? was in 58. 58, yeah. And, you know, at that time, that whole area was being and Renee DeHinden, Roger Patterson, and eventually Peter Byrne. Yeah, you don't know nothing about Bigfoot in 1962? Yeah. For some time after, many stories came out on the animal as to what to it was. My brother-in-law took three pictures of it, and I hope to give it to give copies to Emery if Stan can locate them. So, and then there's Bill a Emery. Yeah, You're going to give again, copies to Bill Emery, right? Okay. To Bill Emery. And then you have a picture of right there, Lauren Staten and Justin. there's Jerry, the guy who told the story. There's a picture of them, 1960, according to the website right here. And then yeah. Linda's common. Thank you, Jerry. How exciting that day must have been. Right? <laughs> you wasn't it? <laughs> All right. I uh, like that. Man. First, let's talk about Bill Emery. Bill Emery is the guy over here on left, and this is yeah. Linda's site. That's he right. He's real because I see a picture of him on her site. Emery yeah. Saxton Parchell team, Bigfoot yeah. investigators. There they are, and and the and there was the founder of the group, Dale Saxton. Yeah. Again, hello, I'm Jerry Luston, and among the guys who found the giant creature in November, Bill Emery has asked me to write a short comment on this site. Well, yeah. Bill Emery is really Fort Worth, Texas resident Vince Chastine. How do I know this? Uh, we also found him the same time we found member number two of the ESP team, Hank Parchell, who is really wow. Gene Tilly. Now, we found Gene Tilly, and he confirmed the identity of Vince Chastine being shown the picture uh, oh, that came from Linda Newton Perry's site, Bigfoot Valley Who. Mm -hmm. So there is actually, uh, on this side right here, is actually a candid picture our investigator took of um, uh, of uh, Gene, Tilly. Gene Tilly. Yep, while he was talking. And this was circa 2011. Um, and, and the guys who did that were part of the Texla uh, Bigfoot Research Group. Yeah. The Bigfoot Research Group. And they went down there. Um, myself and Autumn Williams were working on this at the time, and they, they went on, you know, Autumn's behalf and my behalf, and they got this information. They even got a – we actually got a video clip that even says Vince Chastine right there. Vincent Chastine. Yeah. Right, and there he is there. He's without his cowboy hat. Yep, he's bald as an um, – What? Man, you mean she lied? She made these people up? Really? Oh, yep. 
Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I sure did get right. Chris can attest. Yeah, we should have a contest. No, no, Chris can attest. I can do some really damn good imitation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, one of my favorite is Fred Sanford. Lamont, you big dummy. Uh, <laughs> and oh, and Reagan. Well, last night, me and Nancy. Um, anyway, um, uh, so anyway, so we know Bill Emery doesn't exist, but, yeah. but this, because we found the real picture of Lauren Staten oh. is actually found on a photo base page. Yeah. So on the left is really Henry Klostner and Buzzy and Franklin and Buzzy Franklin on the right. On the right. But how come? How come on her picture page? How come on her page she says his name is Lauren Staten and Jerry Luston? Maybe it's Lauren Staten. Staten. Okay. I don't know. I call him Staten. And to Jeremy, maybe I don't know. Right. And of course. Thank you, Jerry. How exciting that day. <laughs> Mrs. Sparkle says that you're all wrong. Um. <laughs> I am not doing the rest of the show as Mrs. Sparkles. Um, but but as you can see, this uh, this was actually taken in 1975 in Leavenworth, uh, Wilkerson, Washington, Leavenworth, Washington. No, that, that can't be right because Linda Newton Perry says 1960, dude. Huh? It can't be right, Steve. Somebody's lying. Well, <laughs> considering this was uh, loaded onto photo base, I think in 2009. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know. You don't mean she was just shopping through photo base looking for old pictures to put on her website, do you? I don't know because look, we have the picture here in the, in the, yeah. in the index card of, right. you know, which is right. this. Right, right. But we right. also have this picture, which is a reverse with a wash of this site commemorated to the late Dale Saxton. And if you look, it's a commercial fisherman with a gleam with in a gleam taken out yeah. in Iwaco, Washington, or Ilwaco, Washington. Yeah. Again, this is a salmon, but because you can see the salmon charter behind him. Yep. And you very clearly see it says salmon in there. If you take the. He's on a boat. So here we have running another hoax about the ESP team and her sites dedicated to this guy. When actuality, it's a fake. This is a fake. Yeah. You're starting to see the picture now. And then the funny thing is that after we debunked Bill Emery, we see yeah. the pre-debunked Bill Emery, and now she uses this picture. Um, uh, we look at this picture, and then we look at the pre-debunked Hank Parchell, and we look at this picture. So y'all oh. following me is that when we found the picture of these guys, this was the photo base index page it led back to. And yeah. it just so happened another one of her hoaxes was there as well. So she had used this page for more than one picture at oh. different times. So <clears throat> okay, some other indicators of the source. 
And of course, the source, the only source of this is Bigfoot Ballyhoo. Um, here, they're sent, uh, this is December 1st, 2009. Uh, this is how far back her hoaxes go. Be careful yeah. if you should go looking for Bigfoot. And it says, uh, Dale Saxton says, here are some pictures taken from my trip to Roman Nose. I would not want anybody getting stranded up there. Do not do take plenty of gas and drive carefully. Okay, mm -hmm. let's pick yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, if you look very closely, these pictures over here are from Photo Base again. Photo <laughs> uh, at the time. Another uh, another film site. As you can see, this picture is this picture. And this yes. picture is this picture, and exactly. her copyrights are smudged out, whereas mm -hmm. the copyrights are clear on these. Yeah, I got them from the from the photo, and that's the actual source of the original pi pictures. And they were taken in 2006. I'm sorry, huh. 2006 for the one on the bottom, 2007 for the one. And then you look, and she's trying to claim that this is 2009, December 1st, 2009. So again, more Dale is a fake. How about this picture? Well, Continuing on with Dale, this was posted February 4th, 2010. Dale Saxton and his Dale Saxton and crew on Burnt Mountain 1977. In actuality, this was a picture sniped off of this, which was posted on 11-18-2009. Again, uh, for this picture. And of course, it goes on to name the, all the loggers. Dale Saxton was not one of them. You know, it says we know all. We now know the identity of all of them. First left is Ernie Grunder, Paul Eck, Clifford West, Julio Montagnier. The last bottom row is Roy Armstrong. On top of the tractor is Agapete Rojo. So they are all the guys that that were there have been identified by the Sierra Logging Museum, posted, and then you see her little. Aww. Well, little... where's Dale Saxton? How come they didn't say Dale Saxton, Steve? Another boo-boo. How about the Shrew Lake, Lake uh, gate? And, um, you know, here's this. So, Linda, somebody wrote on your blog, there was never a gate at Shrew Lake. In other words, people were at the time fighting her, saying, well, listen, you're saying there's a gate at Shrew Lake. You're saying there's a Bigfoot sighting there. And because of the Bigfoot sighting, the government came down and put a gate there. Mm. Um. Uh, what, what, what happens is um, somebody was arguing with her about there being a gate, so she posts this picture, and it's kind of a blurry picture now, but it says, keep out, uh, you know, blah, 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 and it says, Shrew Lake right here, S-R-U, Lake here. Yeah. You can yeah. see the number on the box and the smudge. But then Google searching that, we came to another picture, and this was actually a gate that was left open again, missing is through Lake and any of the other keep out or any of that stuff. This oh is man. Yeah. You can see because there's the, the chip paint on, on the, on the post oh. there. You can see the, and see, this has been completely Photoshopped over. Yes. That is Photoshop job. Right. But this is still there. This is still there, but the front has been Photoshopped. Why this didn't they put on the, the one they Photoshopped? Why didn't they should have put keep out killer Bigfoot? Yeah. <laughs> Killer big feet, maybe big foots. So, right. So, this is okay, another killer. So, here is somebody you know, all of a sudden you have guest blogger MI, you know, guest blogger KS. Here comes another one, you know, another guest that, that just has initials or a first name interdicting in that's being knocked down with 
some supportive documentation, which is ballyhoo, basically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the sad thing about this is this is a picture of a gate. Uh, an Asian man was out with his family. He had wandered into that area, and yeah. he ended up. Reason why that picture was on on the web at the time. So <clears throat> then there was the um, uh, uh, footprint that was scoped, snaked off of his YouTube page, mm -hmm. and um, as you can see on the footprints near Shrew Lake, Oregon. Again, here she is, and again we have the mystery guest coming in. This was taken by our road inspector. It was found on newly repaired. Slide on 3348. You can use the photo only, but not my name. Oh. And you see this, and you see the Photoshop with, you know, uh, oh, yeah. 20, you know, 12, 26, 2010, 19-inch yeah. track near Shrew Lake. When in actuality, this was posted in 2008, I believe, on Tim Frasano's YouTube page. And here is the actual yeah. footprint. So uh, she ended up catching a little heat from Tim for that, too. Actually, which he told Tim was, oh, well, um, um, somebody sent that to me, and I, I just posted it. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of that going around. Uh, well, yeah, you can tell that the soil is kind of sandy there, and uh, if it was from uh, uh, Shrew Lake, it would be kind of like volcanic soil, too. So that, that's a big, uh, uh, a big giveaway, well, not, not a, from that area. Well, <laughs> Chris Bennett. Chris Bennett, but this is near the beach of the lake. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Must have um, been down on the beach. Huh? So finally, we have this one uh, going over history. And there's other uh, little more minor examples I can show, but I, I think we got the, we're, we're getting the kind of the gist of what the source material of Bigfoot Valley who is. Uh, this is um, October first, twenty ten, which he was really doing a lot of pushes then. And again, here's a photo sent to me today from Bill Emery, who we know has been debunked. And it was a trail cam picture. And you can see on it, it's been photoshopped. It's been grained a little bit, just like the Dale Saxton photo and reversed from the original, just like the Dale yeah. Saxton photo. Yeah. Um, and it's a ZSP property, but actually it's a screen cap from the movie Sasquatch, The Legend of Bigfoot from 1976. Yeah, the other the other coincidences to this, and this is a really funny thing, is that they call the Bigfoot Big Clyde, but at the fort, they have a bull there called Bake, which is kind yeah. of kind of one coincidence. But the real big uh, coincidence is the the phony member of the ESP team, um, uh, Hank Parchell, the member of the ESP team. Uh, there's actually a Hank Parchell character in the yeah. 1976 movie. Yes, you're off by just a uh, by a word by basically a, a one letter, a letter, right? <laughs> so uh, actually, that was, a, that was a great movie, man. I went to the theater and watched that when I was yeah. a kid. I remember watching that. It was a good, good movie. Yep. So there you have that one. So, so what have we got so far? The academic academic credentials seem inconsistent in which Yale gave out degrees, as there was no AB or BA program, only a master's program. Terms thought to be Latin in many instances were made up or classified wrongly. The yes. KS Mystery Man shows that the NFS document was lifted from an actual NFS do document and changed to fit the narrative. Yeah. Miller goes on about the 1962 creature 
and reveal uh, reveal shows that the story behind it was a hoax, the Lustin Franklin pick. Therefore, the Miller doc has an exposed hoax within it. Bigfoot Valley, right. the source of the Miller doc, has been time and time again promoting hoaxes. We're coming up with these blatant lies. Uh, we have even talked about when she first came out on the scene in 2009 about trying to claim that people were getting their driver's license suspended because they were reporting Bigfoot. <laughs> and that caused a kerfuffle. Yeah. So, so well, oh, wait. there were some things too that, that didn't smell right, though, about the whole story, Steve, about why this guy who was forestry service. Well, he uh, said he was a doctor because he was a doctor. Well, yeah. That's the narrative. But hold on. Let's, okay. Before, okay. Before we're, we're, getting that, that, right? we're getting to that. Okay. And I want to thank um, uh, the info original sources uh, or others uh, or have others expose them. No, uh, those pictures, the Lustin pictures, the uh, the Buzzy Franklin stuff, the Dale Saxton, the Bill Emery pics. Um, actually... Autumn Williams found Bill Emery, and then we started sculpting, and we, I found Hank Parchell, and yeah. then it was Autumn, and I, Autumn Williams and I were working very closely in 2010, 2011, debunking a lot of her earlier stuff about the ESP team. Somebody right. found the capture from Sasquatch, The Legend of Bigfoot. I don't know who that was, um, but I think I'm the first one really to archive all of these. I found this through Lake Gate. I found the I, I found the footprint, uh, the Tim Fasano footprint, because I got wise. Yeah, I think my internet's cutting out, Steve, or yours is one. I think it's yours, or we might have had just a little burp. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Sorry, um, folks. So, so anyway, I think that that's uh, from that. But this stuff here, we can thank Reba Cam Campbell out there in the chat for finding yeah, thank a lot. Uh, for finding a lot of this uh, um, source material coming up now, and uh, with discussions with her, we, we've kind of kind of put a definite spin on who H. A. Miller was and who he was not. Okay, so the real H. A. Miller was actually Howard A. Miller, um, and the source of the new picks come from the the uh, Simpson College alumni office. Howard Miller uh, graduated uh, with a bio degree in biology. Uh, from uh, Simpson College in Indiana. Uh, he graduated in 29, it appears, and he went on to Yale. And as you can see, all these pictures here, here, and here, this is the yeah. H.A. Miller doc picture right here. And there he is there, there he is there, there he is there. There he is there in the graduating class for biology. This is his biology, uh, National Honorary Biology Fraternity. Um, so whoop, I'm getting ahead of myself. So you have all this going on here. So how do we know that this is the right H.A. Miller? Well, it certainly does look like him, but let's put this to rest because H.A. Miller wrote a book. Uh, he wrote several books, numerous books, all on forestry, all on fauna, on, on, on fungi and stuff like that. Nothing about medicine. The interesting thing here is, is that he doesn't call himself Dr. Howard A. Miller. Not in his book title, not in the back of it. Howard A. Miller received a BA from biology from Simpson College and completed graduate work in the School of Forestry at Yale. Bingo. There he is. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, and Mr. Miller did serve in various positions at the National Wildlife Refuge Program in Arkansas, mm -hmm. which is not a big deal because that's where their number one place is. Uh, White, White River National, uh, uh, you know, that's their big place. Um, it says, after seeing active duty during World War II, Mr. Miller returned to civilian duty in the Fish and Wildlife Sergeant as a forester in the United States Forestry Service. Well, this makes perfect sense. I mean, you got a guy that graduates with a degree in biology, and then he has some, uh, he goes on to Yale and gets some forestry. Um, and now he's writing books about oaks of North America and, that's, <laughs> and, and fungi. That's, that's just the one yes. book that we could get that, that, yeah. Now here's, there's, there's no mention of an MD. He's right. not addressed as Dr. Howard A. Miller. He was right. in World War II and returned to work for Fish and Wildlife Service, according to the Miller doc. Whoops. According to the Miller doc. Hmm. I'm going to go back here. I'm going to go back. What did it say about the Miller doc? Does anybody remember? It says, here we go. I began my medical training in 1938 and graduated in the early 1940s. You couldn't have, buddy. You were in World War II. You were in World War II. And then after you got done with the service, you went you went wow. right into the Fish and Wildlife Service. There wow. is no the, the MD is a fake. It's a fake. Yeah. He was never an MD. You can tell by his books. He never addresses himself as Dr. Howard Miller. In his biography, he never mentions going to medical school. Right. And we know it's him because there's his pictures. Somebody made that up. Simpson College and then over to Yale. That's our boy. Bingo. Yeah. Great job, Reba. Reba had a few yeah. other suspects, but as soon as I saw this, I knew this was the one. <laughs> yes, that is H.A. Miller, folks. One hour it took to destroy the H.A. Miller doc because without him being a doctor, he has lied about everything else. Um, well, somebody, somebody. Yeah, has. He lied about, well, uh, the writer of this document lied about Miller being employed, uh, you know, to uh, providing medical support. He lied yeah. about becoming a forensic uh, expert and anonymous for the USDA. Right. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. Well, it would make more sense. Okay. He, he would wasn't have. Involved. A, uh, he wasn't involved in the DNA and, and genetics. Yes. Maybe of plants, but definitely not. Uh, he would have had to been, uh, you know, the, the, the degree in biology goes along with it partially. And uh, the forestry service, that's great. But in order to be like uh, cutting up animals and uh, running uh, patho uh, as a pathologist, uh, he would have had, at the very least, he would have had to have some uh, DVM. Uh, and let, let's uh, not forget. Uh, doctor of veterinary medicine, you know, for animals. Yeah. And something. let's not forget the orthopedic forensic surgery. <laughs> yeah, there is uh, no such thing as an orthopedic forensic surgery. And I knew that, too, because anything forensic is after it's being pretty much dead. Right. You know, you, you do forensics on, on stuff that's left behind. You don't do right. forensics on things that are living. Surgery you do on the living. Yes. Autopsies and necropsies. And that's the other thing, folks. Yeah. He mentioned he did autopsies on the creatures. 
In actuality, because it's not a human being, it would be considered a necropsy. That's another big yep. uh, point there that just came to me. Yep. So there he is, H.A. Miller. Uh, definitely not a doctor uh, by his own biography. Uh, he was a forester. Worked for the, so he would have no reason to be in. And he was a plant guy because he's written books on oaks of North America, fungi, uh, fungi a lot of right. books on, on, on trees and plant life. Uh, the guy was into plants. Yeah. Forests. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, wonder how or why LMP would pull his name out. Probably because she saw that picture and she thought a good story behind it and she could make a good story up behind it. I, I believe she knows she may have even seen his book a bit, read into his book and decided to change the narrative a little bit. Never expecting that any of us, just like the, the Jerry Lustin, Lauren Stanton picture, just like the Dale Saxton picture, just like the Bill Emery picture, just like the Hank Parchell picture, just like the Srulet Gate picture. She would never expect us to find any of these things, but we do because that's as investigators and researchers, what we do. And this was done without <coughs> anything. It all went where the, the evidence laid. And you cannot argue the fact that the evidence is rock solid. This is not an yeah. opinion. This is fact. This is fact that these pictures existed before. And this is fact that she used these pictures with different names after the fact or different narrative, right. as in the case of H.A. Miller, who was never a doctor. Right. You know? So, so if you look at it, Ballyhoo definition is extravagant public publicity or fuss. Ah, that's her fake, 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 <laughs> Miller doc fake. How many, how many people can believe this document is real now knowing all of this stuff came off the site being fake. And it's not just fake on supposition. It's fake using photographic evidence. It's fake. You you can't. You know, and the other I thing, haven't was, over, I haven't been over to her site in, in quite a while. But does she list on there anyway anywhere that this site is for entertainment purposes only? No. Uh -uh. Okay. Well, shit. Sorry. I mean, um, so she's she's peddling this is actual real. And, 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 look at the and it's also a site of broken promises because in 2011 she posted that my promise. If the ESP team pictures are a hoax, I promise you this blog will immediately shut down. I am positive the pictures exist. <laughs> well, yeah, the pictures exist. They're just not who you say they are. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's been proven that there was a hoax, but she didn't shut down the website or the blog. That's right. And Reba, Reba says the book I bought from Happy Valley Bigfoot Bookstore was truly hoping it would verify, but it just verified his bio, which they could confirm on public records, ancestry type sites. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely correct. In fact, um, I, I had my, where's my phone right in front of me. The route I was pulling up because I didn't have a chance because I, literally I was scurrying to get some of this new info out there. But what I'm looking at right here on my on my phone before I knock everything over. I don't know if anybody can see this, but it's uh, actually kind, little, of, yeah. kind of what it is, is a marriage certificate uh, from the Iowa State uh, Department of Health. 
and it is Howard the the Howard A. Miller, as seen there. Mm -hmm. uh, marriage certificate dated December thirty first, nineteen twenty eight. Groom Howard A. Miller. Um, place of residence, uh, kind of uh, right now, New Haven, Connecticut. Bing, 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 bing. Oh. Guess where New Haven, Connecticut? Guess where Yale is? New Haven, Connecticut. Oh. <laughs> right? Oh. Right? Occupation, student. Wow. Oh. Uh, let's see. Does it have his birth date on there? Um, uh, age, next birthday, 23. So he is actually 22 at the time. That's a so good tie-in. Yep. So 22 years of age in 1928. That would have made him born in 1906. Mm. And what is the what does the document say? Uh, I was born on December 12th, 1909. And mm. wrong. Mm. And he was married. His father's name was an E.L. Miller. His mother's name was Viara Lorer. Lauer, Viera Lauer, groom's first marriage, um, groom's uh, full name of bride, Irma Lou Edwards, place of residence, Sherman City, Iowa, age 22. So, again, Irma. Reba dead on with this record. There he is, New Haven, Connecticut, the home of Yale. Yeah. yeah. Um, there you go. We, we know Harvard is actually in Boston, so he ain't living in New Haven, Connecticut, uh, going to Harvard. Yeah. So know that. Not, and by the way, Harvard is near the harbor. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so, but don't so yeah. park your car. Don't park your car. <laughs> park the car. Yep. So, car. Yep. So this guy was born in 1906. And the, the parents are wrong. The date of birth is wrong. It's just made-up BS. And we know this because we found, or actually, Reba found, and I just kind of boosted her confidence a little bit about it. She found the real H.A. Miller. Well, you know, I, I read through this. It's been years ago on her site, and I'm like, eh, okay. Turn the page, and I never really thought any much more about it after that. But you know how kind of the old things are coming back now for some reason, and the new people that get into the Bigfoot have never heard this before, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, here's this H.A. Miller thing. This is a deal. This is the deal." And uh, so let me Reba's posting some comments here. If there's no element of the truth of the story of the Bigfoot finding, which is why I wanted to confirm, shame on someone who wastes our time. Amen. But you know what? To me, the closing of a case is, is an awesome thing, regardless um, of anything. And then uh, Reba also writes, she plans to do a full story on him later which with actual docs, which would show the story given LNP is not accurate. I think that's right. a fitting tribute to a guy who's been much maligned in the big world. Right. And, uh, thanks, man. So yeah, I, I appreciate that, Reba. Um so uh, with that in mind, uh, we'll take any any questions, uh, any questions here. But we're going to do one more thing. Uh, Chris, you know what the next one is. That's right. <laughs> end of this presentation. Oh, God. And, uh, yep, that's right. We have one right here.
right here, and we're going to smack that right on our lips. Just a <laughs> celebration of nailing. Twisted tea, yes. And that cheers is oh, to you, Reba. And uh, thank you, thank you, Quick Witty. I appreciate that too. That is a hilarious meme. We need to quit. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. See, it's amazing. Uh, that's why I'm so glad I announced this show early. Because if I mm -hmm. announced the show early, I don't think Reba would have ever saw that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think she would have ever connected. Um, well, it's it's great too when when two researchers come together and the information fits. It locks together like pieces of a puzzle, and that's that's really great. Yeah, and, uh, and exactly, and that's why we need more collaboration. Even though, you know, originally, and I I really you know I really think that you know Reba was really hoping that this was real, and I, mm -hmm. I don't blame her. We all hope that evidence is real. Unfortunately, yeah. my history with Linda, um. You know, I, I, I knew I had a good suspicion where this was going to end, but you still have to go through the motion. Is there really right. an H.A. Miller? Well, let's find him. Yeah. If it fits, I can't lie about that, right? If it, well, fits, for, it fits, some of the stuff fits. I think she read some of his biography. Right. But for some really, of the stuff that's uh, an investigation, I think, you know, the big footers need to work together. Researchers need to work together. Now, and, and it's kind of difficult for some things because most Bigfoot researchers are very secretive. You know, they, they don't want to give up all their information because, hey, dude, you know, I mean, that's, yeah, much, that's, much, their, that's their book. You know? yeah, much, uh, much credit, um, much credit. And absolutely right, Jerry. Uh, much credit to Reba. Reba was like, hey, this is what I've got. Yeah. Let me let me send it to you and, you know, see if it matches up with you guys. She was very open right. and stuff like that. And, I, of course, yeah. I'm, I'm running around working during the week, so I'm trying to, to explain to her on text, well, this is what I've dealt with. You'll see what you'll see what I have so far on Monday or on Sunday, rather. And then, yeah. you know, this stuff came out. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You mm. found them. <laughs> yeah. You found them. Wonderful. Uh, you know, rock solid research. Um, and, you know, you see, you think about a criminal investigation. There are many parts of it. And when you have a researcher like Ariba out there, she's almost like the forensic person, the person getting down the DNA or the fingerprints or, you know, the ballistics or something like that. She's grabbing that stuff and she hands it over to a detective who's putting the whole case together. And aha. And there we have that aha moment. So it's a team effort. So, you know, I, you know, this was looking good without it, but it just put it over the top and sealed it with Reba's information. And that wouldn't have been available. Um, you know, so it's just totally amazing, amazing stuff. So the, you know, thank you Reba for that information and it will become part of the record. And so you for, for, you know, uh, giving that out. Um, uh, you know, um. Yep, and, and it's true. Uh, she went into storage and got the docs out after I saw your ad. I was frustrated, some, and some confirmation to it. It's really, it is really a great story. How, um, <laughs> it, it's yeah. a story. <laughs> well, but you know, there are stories that are true. It's a true story. This is a great yeah. true story of how this case got solved. It got solved by a well, couple people on different on on different uh, sciences. 
I was looking at yeah. more towards a, a computer forensic side. She was looking at more towards an ancestry side. Um, one thing I was trying to do to locate HA was looking at newspapers.com. And I was looking at hundreds of newspaper articles, just trying. And I came across an H.A. Miller from Iowa. And I thought, well, maybe it's him. He's kind of interested in horticulture, you know, in plants and stuff like that. I'm scratching my head. Maybe it's him. And and then I kind of was leading towards this other guy because I was kind of far out to go to Yale and and stuff. But it turns out it was him. And Reba was the one that said, hey, uh, this is one of my, my carrier. This is him. This is him. As soon as I saw the picture, I was like, that's him. So really, really fun time doing this. Uh, you know, when you, when you seal a deal on that. And I just wonder what good old LMP is going to have to say next about this, because I'm going to tell you right now, this is, um, this is going, uh, eventually going to be transposed to the web. And it's, it's going to, it's, it's all lies. It's all right. Steve Cole's guys is out to get me. It's all lies. You're just I'm telling you nasty. the truth. You're just telling <laughs> nasty lies about me. Yeah. I was set up. I, I only posted what was sent to me. Yes. You know, people are posting. Well, if that's the case, shut it down because you haven't been accurate about anything people are sending. <laughs> but you know what? You'll back them up 100% until you're proven otherwise. Boy. And then change the pictures after the fact. <laughs> well, OT, uh, that's the 26 that are live right now on YouTube. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter uh, the right now the folks we have on Twitter or the folks we have on Facebook either. Yeah. You know, and in the replay and tomorrow when the uh, audio cast goes out to iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher Radio, and Anchor FM. So H.A. Miller has been laid to rest. Yeah. And um, and then, uh, you know, obviously, when we post the show to, the, you know, out there, it's going to say the complete trashing of the H.A. Miller doc. And we'll get people to go, what? And, of course, then the believers will watch. <laughs> so... And then they may cordial in or they make contact. And I'm also thinking about doing another uh, Linda Newton Perry video, which I haven't done in years and I haven't dropped one on the new channel yet, but it may be time to, uh, to just do an overall view of Bigfoot Valley who and just plop it out. Yeah. I mean, you know, usually when, when they, they get into the hall of shame, you know, that's pretty much a done deal. You, you don't get that by being an accurate, truthful person. You get into the hall of shame by doing shameful hoaxes. I would, you know what? I I may just post that on the Facebook Miller site. Yeah, when the show gets mm -hmm. done, I'm going to post it on the Facebook Miller site. Let them see that. But who runs the Facebook Miller site? Does anybody know? Hmm. I don't know. I don't really get on Facebook that often. Just once a week to sign into the show, and then. Uh, uh, Tell everybody thanks for happy birthday wishes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get off the uh, smacking of uh, the twist. I like that PowerPoint. That was good, Steve. It's almost like you've done this before, huh? <laughs> Maybe. But, uh, 
Oh, um, yeah, no doubt, quick witty. Uh, you know, Edwards uh, Plateau is that yeah. in uh, Texas? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it very, it very well could be. I mean, uh, you know, Bigfoot areas are not secrets. I mean, you know, oh well, you know, there was a logger, and and you know, not only we have Edwards Plateau, but we have the, the Forest of Oregon or the Cascades or wherever they found the Bigfoot body. You know that yeah. Jerry Luston supposedly found. It's not, um, um, uh, you know, and that and that's the thing. You know, Linda is a Bigfoot fanatic. <clears throat> I'm sure she reads up on the topic. She researches some somewhat, and then she takes some truth and molds it into what she wants her narrative to be. Um, okay, Edwards there, Plateau. That's that's around San Antonio and a little west of Austin. So, yeah. You know, the good person to ask that question would be Ken Gerhard. Yeah, Ken. Ken knows yeah, that. What's going on with Edwards Plateau? They have water. Yeah, they have water. They have trees. And usually in Texas, you know, uh, well, when you get over into West Texas, it really kind of dries up. You know, it's like, okay, wow, there's the desert. It's cool. But Eastern Texas is, is really, uh, they got a lot of green stuff, a lot of water. Um, you know, and, and it can be very disappointing for a lot of people because they say, oh, this may be it. But you have to consider the source. And and the, the funny thing is, is most people for the Miller Doc uh, don't go to Bigfoot Ballyhoo for the source. They go to the Bigfoot forums or they go to that Facebook page or they, and you can tell by the Google hits when you type in Miller Doc. It doesn't say Bigfoot Ballyhoo first. It says the Bigfoot right. forums because people are talking about talking about it, talking about it. So let's yeah. put this to rest if people are talking about it, whether they talked about it. Uh, a few weeks ago or a few months ago or a couple of years ago. Let's put it to rest today. It's 2021. Uh, you know, let, let the first show of 2021 take another supposed urban legend out of the picture here. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, she posts on Ballyhoo every other day. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some commentary on this. I may even get an email because every time I break a big story on her, I get an email from her. You know, if I had a lawyer, I would, you know, if I had the money to hire a lawyer, well, I have a lot of money to, you know, ride around in a helicopter and take pictures of the forest and say, oh, you're looking for Bigfoot. Um, but the bottom line is, is that uh, I'm, I'm not worried about her because I have enough evidence to embarrass her in court terribly. So, you know, Well, I mean, uh, you don't get sued for uh, speaking the truth. Mm-mm. And this is documented. This is not an opinion. Right. right. <laughs> I don't I don't call anybody a hoaxer unless I have the evidence to back it up. Right. Right. That's just defamation. Um, you know, and there's been some real cases where eh, it threads the line almost where they could make an excuse and get away with it. And there's been a case that I was presented this year, last year, I should say, that was one of those cases that yeah, they they may be able to. It wasn't really my dog in the fight, and yeah. really could uh, without being in the middle of it. I can see how this could turn out to be a, a, a just a a total cabal, which I think it did. Um, I and I didn't want to put myself on the hook for calling somebody a hoaxer if there was a legitimate explanation to it. Uh, even though it looked pretty convincing, it, it becomes a he sheds. Yeah, he said, she said type of thing. Yeah. Um, 
and, and so you have to be very careful about calling somebody hoaxer. Uh, there are some people that will call people hoaxers without batting an eye. Um, and uh, I am, you know, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I do my, my due diligence. I do my investigation. And I'm not quick to just put it out there. Oh, it's a hoax. You know, well, let me look at it. Let me, let me take a look at it. Let me, let, me, let me run it. Let me see what's going on. You know, sometimes there's a misidentification or pareidolia in pictures and, and stuff like that. And that's easy to point out. Sometimes the video is so bad, like the uh, Nobby video. <coughs> Years ago, I did Thomas Byers, the, the Nobby video. He made it to the Hall of Shame because he was trying to make a name for himself. He has since disappeared off the scope of the earth, but that's good. Um, there was a case where the video was so bad. Bigfoot actually turned and waved at the car. And um, and then I find out that he actually started his Nobby Lives website, you know, a month before his alleged video. So right. you knew he was planning this big thing to, to come into the into the world and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And Nani, you are quite right. Hoaxers ruin it for the real truthful researchers. Um, and the reason being is, is, why do you think that? You know, let me ask a question. Why do you think <coughs> hoaxers ruin it for the real truthful researchers? And I'm going to tell you my, my answer, but if folks in the chat want to give their reason why they think hoaxers ruin it for us in the research world. Um, <sighs> I know why for me. <laughs> well, uh, Jerry, you're, uh, that's what I've seen too, but he's getting zero coverage from me and anybody else, I think, at this point. Yep. We just ignore him. He'll go away if you ignore him. You know, we're, we're not going to, yeah, whatever, Rick. Goodbye. <laughs> we, we don't care. Well, I, I got this evidence. I, I, I don't care. It's not real. And I don't need a reason. I don't need a reason to say it's not real. I've got reasons in 2008 and 2013 why it's not real. Have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my my words to him. Uh oh, Chris is I almost got sued for telling uh, the truth Mick. about the meatloaf. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mick. That meatloaf again. Yeah. Uh, come on, man. I never had a bad meatloaf. Well, naughty because no one will believe anyone who has real evidence. Anybody else? Um yeah, he said that question. Uh, grass, grasshopper. Hey, Alan, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, oh no, that's grasshopper. Okay, Alan. Uh, I, I get names all mixed up sometimes. But uh, yeah, grass. Uh, yeah, it gives me pareidolia. Um. Okay, David, you may think so too. That that's a good answer. Uh, anybody else want to pipe in why they think hoaxers hurt it hurt for us? And I'm going to tell you the exact reason why. And for the podcast, the David said the uh, credibility is the currency in the Bigfoot community, and hoaxers take it away from all the legit people out there. And that makes sense. That's that's makes good. Sense. But you know, yeah. you, you got to look at it this way too. I mean, what do a you lot think? Of people are, they're going to look to others for the information. You know, what do you think? Why do you think hoaxers hurt Bigfoot research? Well, I think they 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 hurt it. To me personally, it's a waste of my time, and that's why. I, you know, when I read something and I determine it quickly, well, this is crap. You know, this is made up. This, is, you know, then I go look somewhere else for something. Right. But the time I spent reading about this nonsense is wasted, and you can never get that back. You know, once you've spent your time on something, five minutes reading, ten minutes reading, whatever, 
you can't get it back. It's gone forever. Frank says okay. hoaxers destroy any legitimate evidence for real research. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you my thoughts. Chris, you said mm -hmm. they waste. Uh, okay. OT says, uh, come on. Sorry. The, 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 uh Oh, I have lost the ability to put comment oh, no. right now. I don't know what happened there, but uh -oh. uh, I'll report that later. Um, Oh, there he is. Yeah. Well, finally. Um, OT said legit evidence is often the same pot as fake evidence, mm -hmm. possibly. I had, well, we have quick witty. <laughs> we have called out Scott Carpenter. Um, when we did the um, uh, the uh, the Patterson Gimlin uh, massacre hoax or the massacre theory, remember that show? The MK Davis, and we, we called out Scott Carpenter on that one too. Um, so here's what I think. You said, Chris, that it wastes our time. I feel as a researcher, any time spent looking at something, hoax, not misidentification, is time spent at what we love to do. To me, closing a case as a hoax is just as gratifying as closing a case as a misidentification or if something is, yeah. hey, this is could be the real thing. Right. When they get the real thing, you get the real excitement. But you also get the real anxiety because you know when you say something is real, people are going to come at you. Right. Just like when you say something is fake, people are going to come at you. Well, you know, when I'm doing research online by looking, I have my notes, which I keep are personal and private. And when I read information that's posted about a sighting somewhere or, you know, a story like the H.A. Miller story. I look for like behaviors mentioned and things like that. And I compare notes. And, uh, you know, if the, if the story is all a bunch of crap to begin with, then I've just wasted that time because there's no legitimate information there for me to compare mine with. And I know what I've got is legitimate. Yeah. And, uh, Reba goes, right. I spent a lot. Yeah. It, it, it's garbage. <laughs> it, it's, um, well, you know, MK's theory, though, that's not a hoax. It's his really his yeah. true belief. Oh, we, had know, a, we, had really about, we had to talk about Scott Carpenter and why does he always have yeah. to behind him? You know, never. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, no, w w here's my take on, on hoaxers. Hoaxers like a Linda Newton Perry, like Todd Standing, like, uh, like even sometimes a Rick Dyer. I think where they hurt the the uh, the community and us as individual Bigfoot researchers is that there are many people that get into research or, or enthusiasts that join all these Bigfoot groups. And then they right. have these half-conceived notions based on hoaxes. Hoaxes by Todd Standing, hoaxes by Linda Newton Perry and the Miller doc. Hoaxes like the Melba Ketchum DNA thing which I, I feel yeah. is a hoax, true and true, just by the way she released them, the, the disingenuous things she did. Oh, we got published. You own the journal. You know, like, you're going to get away with that with the real world media? And, of course, then it becomes everything. It's a conspiracy against me. And that's the way hoaxers say, say, do things. They always try to pass the buck. And, and they, they when say, a, a conspiracy, they say it's... Uh, science won't listen to me. It's, oh, they, they covered it up. The men in black took my body, uh, or, well, right. 
I don't know. They just sent me the stuff and I put it out there. Biscardi's used that um, with the stagecoach Nevada thing afterwards. Well, we, we were told that, well, no, 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 Biscardi, you said right on public radio, we have scientists looking at it. No, you right. don't. What you should have said is allegedly there are scientists looking at it. Yeah. No, you said we have scientists looking at it. Big difference. Big difference. And also, it hurts us uh, genuinely when the media does a story on Bigfoot and they cover some outrageous, unbelievable thing or they talk, bring it up and they equate everyone who believes or knows that Bigfoot is real because they've seen one, but also believes what they're talking about in this story, which would be something ridiculous. Like, uh, you know, they're doing a story on a report that Bigfoot landed and got out of a UFO and stole the cow, you know, and they're, so they, they, they make, they, they kind of make everyone try to believe that just as long as you believe in Bigfoot, then you believe that actually happened. Right. You know, when most of us really know that that's just garbage, you know? So that, that's uh, the real, that's the real issue is you get into these chats with people and they, and they say, well, you know, Bigfoot, you know, Bigfoot X, Y, Z. And then, they, you know, well, you know, Todd standing had it. Whoa, whoa. You got to throw that stuff out. <laughs> now, how, how, you know, you want, you know, people are, you believe Todd standing stuff is real. I mean, I, uh, do research on me. <laughs> how about that? Uh, you know, sometimes it gets tiring, uh, but you always try to guide the new people in, in town. Um, and it never fails. It's a disservice to the new people when they read about these old hoaxes and they don't know that they've been debunked and they're thinking, Oh wow, this is all real. You know, <laughs> oh, better not. Better nah, not. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Imagine the ugly kids they would have. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then again, yeah, I love it when they say it was something just sent to them. Shame on them for pushing rumors as fact. <coughs> the fact is you can use that excuse once or twice. You would think that if 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 you got sent a hoax the first time, the next time you'd be a little wise about it. So that's yeah. why I don't believe Linda Newton Perry at all is being sent these hoaxes. They're all very consistent. They all line up in the same modus operandi that she's operated yeah. in the past. She always has these sock vloggers that, oh, well, KS or MK or IM or Sophia says, or, you know, hey, Lori, can you tell me? Oh, Lori comes in. And, and these are all people without last names that don't have email addresses. Mystery and commenters. The yeah. Mystery commenters. And just because they have a front name, a first name, or they say they're somebody without an email address or any confirmation of that, it's just a story. Just a story. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you're right, Walt. <laughs> Walt says, "Quit smoking." Yeah, that's right. It's on my agenda. Just not, just not this week. I got to take care of uh, a few things before that. Trust me. <laughs> um, <coughs> yep. There you go. Reba, Reba's like <laughs> exactly. Big now, I, 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 okay. Yeah. Um. Yep. Um. And and the other thing too is, um. Yeah. There. When when the the theory of the massacre comes up, you know, I've seen Bob Gimlin talk on that, and 
you know, he's dead on. He's dead straight serious about that. It never happened. Uh, You know, um, Grasshopper says he doesn't believe himself on the internet, let alone anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good, that's a good, good point of view. You know, be skeptical. That's right. Always be skeptical. So I, I think, uh, you know, you look at this and it's a, it's a damn shame that this ever gained traction. Um, uh, Tom said, uh, all right. Oh, well, Hey, any question is not, uh, any question is fair in the chat room there, Tom. Yeah. Off topic. Uh, Bigfoot in your neck of the woods, they migrate or have like a local territory. They have a local territory, but then they migrate in the winter. I believe to another territory over in Vermont where there's deciduous pine. See, with the area where I have a lot of activity, there is a lot of oak, maple, birch, which all lose their leaves uh, during the winter time. I believe they move uh, when the leaves start to turn. They start getting up and they start moving uh, towards where the pines is in Vermont, and that's why Whitehall, New York, gets so many sightings. Especially, you know, September through December, they get a lot of these sightings. Then, when the start snow right. starts hitting the ground, they all kind of waffle off. So right. I really. I, I really think um, there's a reason for that too. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I got the answer for that one, Nick. It's boxer briefs. There you go. There you go. The best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, no, actually, uh, Nani, the uh, the ones uh, from. The, uh, the Whitehall area, I believe, all migrate into the Green Mountain National Forest over in Vermont because they seem, their sightings seem to pick up more in the wintertime uh, over there. Yeah. Though they do have sightings in, in the, uh, the fall, summer months as well. Um, and I think that's because pine offers a food source. It offers uh, cover from the snow um, because they don't drop their needles uh, you know, all at once. They're not bare, barren trees. They always have their green on them. So... Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, intent, you know, when, when all make- other, if all other food sources fail, there are the pines, you know, which is not much of a food source, but if you got a long gut, you know, you can, you can handle that. You can digest that. And we think they may have a long gut canvas boxers when camping. You'll, so you'll stay away. Ooh, I don't <laughs> know. A lot, of, a lot of chafing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, with, with ticks, you know, know, boxers are not good with ticks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the Catskills, I, I'm pretty sure, have their fair share of uh, pine as well. Um, from what I recall. I, um, but yeah, do, do Sasquatch migrate? Well, uh, primate studies show that primates will migrate depending on food source, weather conditions, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like you can take a look at the the Native Americans who they had their summer homes and winter homes because they followed where the the food moved, um, and as well as you know they had more cover. Um, you know, yeah, I don't look, think they go from Ontario to right. Miami. Look at, look, at, look at modern day look at modern day Homo sapiens who migrate to Florida and Arizona when they or Nevada when the wet when they get older and they can't take the weather they migrate to other places you laugh but it's true a yeah, lot of that's right older people migrate to the warmer territories as they get older so that's not as funny as that may be which it is um i think it was cliff clavin who said the 
but the uh, Florida is the Ophi word where the old people go and sweat. But uh, um, uh, oh, dude, it is it, it yeah, it is warm in Florida too. You would probably die, Steve, being a native New Yorker. There, uh, you go to Florida right now, you'd probably have a heat stroke. Uh, they don't know what cold weather is, dude. And I was watching. It's been oh gosh, back in two thousand nine. Oh. And, and yeah, I I, I oh, agree yeah. with that too. Uh, yeah, grasshopper. I you know they yeah. they, they you know and that ha- that's very common with primates. They'll leave the the family circle and they'll move to you know find their make their own way in life. They'll find their own troop or they'll find their own pod or whatever you want to call it. Young males probably migrate to start a new family. That makes sense. Yep, it sure does. does. The um, if not, you have a lot of inbreeding and weird stuff and. Here's the uh, uh, why are Bigfoot and aggressive uh, uh, more aggressive? Well, I, I don't know if they are. Uh, I think there's been aggressive sightings in a lot of different places. Uh, look at Falk, Arkansas. Well, it wasn't so much aggressive as it was bold. So are you talking wow. aggressive or bold? I mean, if they're, you know, getting bold and walking into to places where people live, you know, on porches and stuff like that, that's bold. But we've had cases like that. In Vermont, we've had cases like that in Arkansas. We've had cases like that in Texas. So you have to kind of interpret what the behavior is and why the behavior is happening. You know, incursions on our own territories like deer lockers and houses and stuff like that. It may be particular because there's a food shortage. You would find that kind of behavior in bears as well, where all of a sudden bears are coming into suburban neighborhoods to raid garbage cans because their food sources run low. Yeah, uh, it could be also on uh, because of a drought condition that it's so dry where they are. They're trying they're in search of water uh, uh, or, you know, drinkable water. Um, those are you some know, of the, that may happen. The, mo- the most common reports I can think of when it talks about Sasquatches with a bad attitude would be the Falk, Arkansas area and also uh, places in Alabama. Yeah, uh, I don't, know, which, I, I don't know what's going on with Facebook tonight, but I. I'm wondering, we are streaming, are we not? I'm going to check right now Um, (laughs) because, uh, no, we are not streaming anymore. Oh, well, okay. New Year glitch. Great. Yeah, well, so that. Everybody's on YouTube. We still got our YouTube folks here. Yeah, I I don't know why people are not. Stream's not live on Facebook, maybe. Well, we appreciate the YouTubers. No, Facebook did. Okay. Oh, I see what's going on. For some reason, we're 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 broadcasting on the Squatch DTV page, not the Squatch Uh, Detective page. uh, Okay. And that's a damn shame. Hey, Steve, could you bring the OT's question up there? He's got a good question for you. Huh. Um, Click or quit? (laughs) Oh, there it is. Steve, serious question. Have you ever heard of any animal which announces itself? Uh, Never when it was just one person, only when multiple people were around. This was in the middle of the night. Never. Uh, I think that was continued, maybe. I don't know. I don't see another one. Uh, never heard anything like it. 
Uh, okay. Okay. There it is. Never heard anything like it. Um, it depends. Um, yeah. If, if uh, I've heard a deer huff when a bunch of us were walking by, it was happened in Minnesota. We're all standing in the road. All of a sudden we hear, and we, 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 we spin our, our, our night vision around and, and about 30 feet away, there's a buck. Yeah. So I, I think that certain animals will announce themselves to either scare off or, uh, you know, if they if they're not sure, or sometimes they do it. I mean, I, I've heard, I've seen a, a possum spin around and hiss at a bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, is it possible? Yes. I, I won't say never. Uh, the um, the deer hunters out there will be able to tell you probably a lot of them from firsthand experience that a doe, uh, if she can't see you very well, will stomp the ground with her hoof and blow, trying to get a reaction because she sees something, she sees you but she's not sure what you are. And she tries to get you to uh, react by stomping the ground and blowing. And uh, if and, you move, they're gone. <laughs> and truthfully, um, if you're quiet and a Sasquatch doesn't know anybody's there, it may throw a rock to get a test. Maybe. Yeah. Throw a rock. Okay. People are moving. Something's there. So up oh, and Nani says, I heard a big, a big ass moose do it late at night. Yeah. Uh, Nani, you know, I, I heard that a few years ago out here. Uh, it sound, almost sounds like an elk. It's kind of funny. Um, I've never heard a moose in the wild. We don't have any here. Uh, and, and quick, Witty, um, without any real evidence, I can't say that for sure. That uh, Squatches have killed people in Texas before. I've heard of it, but why the cover-up? You know, uh, I I don't know. Um, not not quite sure. Um, yeah, yeah, and and uh, no, yeah, that's where I live. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we do have a moose crossing sign within like six or seven miles of where I live. And uh, well, you'll find a lot of uh, Bigfoot stories uh, in the South where the there are reportedly human deaths involved with the. Uh, interaction with a creature and yeah, absolutely uh but you know it could be a cool story bro <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, um you know it's it's just so interesting their behavior and uh they remember their behavior is based on curiosity a lot when it relates to us yeah. um you know if there are people getting killed um I don't think it's because they're prey. I think it's because they've done something really stupid. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, and quick witty, I'm sure there is a video of somebody talking about it, but the veracity is in the proof. We, we can say, okay. Um, yeah. Attack. I haven't either. I've heard it once. Like I said, I've heard it once in three years, the moose, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen heard it. And there's moose crossing signs up by uh, De Lake desolation. So, um, you know, it's, uh, how should I say this? I'd like to see more proof about it. Um, you know, I still got to look at that, that case with the kid down in Tennessee. That's very interesting stuff too. The kid, you know, where the kid went missing and right. was seen, you know, by a couple, apparently somebody in a red shirt being carried up by Harry. Carried. Yeah. Right. 
so that that's very uh very interesting um uh yeah you know i think what got me about that report was at that time they didn't know there had been a missing child and what the child would have been wearing either yeah. when they uh reported this so it's interesting. That's that's that was a good one. That's right. It is a good one. I just uh, it's just amazing. Uh, there's so many uh, facets to this mystery, and with the one that we can all agree on, the hoaxing is not a good one of the good facets. But nope, <laughs> uh, we have to, like you say, you have this hodgepodge, and you have to, you know, move. You know, you have to move the grass to get to the path. You know, and uh, that happens. And another hunter safety or any kind of safety thing is, is the moose is the last thing I would want to encounter in the woods because uh, a bear at least has some brains to it. A moose will just go after you. And a moose is a lot bigger than a bear. So no matter how They're you say huge. it, yeah. Yeah, like talking about a two ton animal, a ton, one ton animal with hooves that can, and antlers and can, no, thank you. I'll take a, seeing a bear any day, a black bear anyway, it's a black bear. You can scare away. But they're like, you know, if, well, the first time I saw one stuffed in a museum and I was like, oh, my God, it's like a horse, but it's like taller than a horse. And, um, uh, that's pretty funny. I've seen Sasquatch twice, a bear once in B.C., but yet to see a moose. <laughs> <is disappointing. laughs> I, I've actually saw two moose. Uh, and the funny thing is, is the second the second moose I saw, I only saw his hindquarters. I saw his, he was he was feeding on some grass up on on a ledge near the Northway, yeah. and I was going up to Plattsburgh at the time. And all of a sudden, I see this big big bony butt. You can tell the the bony butt of a moose, and I'm like that's a moose because you can see the oh. wasn't horse. <laughs> Man, wow. I would like to see one, and I would like if they would like introduce those things into Kentucky. I think they would do good. You uh, guys would probably don't. make a dish out of them. Oh yeah, I would eat one. No, definitely. I mean, dude, if you shoot one moose, you're you're like you're gonna fill up two small freezers of meat. And you know, I used to watch those shows uh, uh about Alaska. You know, you know that and, that's uh, funny. Frank says the only moose I want to see is a chocolate one. That's funny. My ex wife <laughs> made a chocolate moose once. I got an antler caught in my throat. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but those, those guys in Alaska, man, they'll shoot a moose. And put it in the freezer, and then they're done. Men, they don't got to buy meat for the winter. They're good shape. Uh, good till next year. Uh, moose and running sea is the most dangerous animal in walks North America. That's right. Ah, I would think so. Yeah. There's been a significant number of disappearances in the Cascades, but you know the woods are a dangerous place. I say that yeah. very often. You know, I, 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 somebody, I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and somebody asked, well, if you want to get into Bigfooting, well, you got to think about what environment you're going into. You got, you got right. deadfalls, snakes, rocks, deadly bugs, deadly plants. You got all kinds of stuff out there. If you, you don't tread carefully, you're going to find yourself in a, in a, in a, hurl, in a world of hurt real quick. So, um. But anyway, I think we have talked this subject out tonight, so I think it's time to yeah. stay tonight. We've been here for an hour and 45 minutes, and uh, we'll be coming to you next week live again. Uh, my apologies to the Facebook crew. I don't know why this went on the other page. Probably a wrong click. Um, I'm going to fix that. But uh, on behalf of all of us here at Squash DTV, we want to make sure that everybody has a safe and healthy week. 
And Chris, you want to do your thing about the old. Uh, oh, well, if everybody, anybody watching us on YouTube, it's the first time, if you hadn't already, please, you know, hit the like and subscribe button, uh, ring the notification bell. It helps with our algorithm. It picks us up and, and we can do more things with the show. So we really appreciate it. We appreciate all our listeners. Thank y'all for, for uh, spending an evening with us. Yes, sir. Good to see everybody. And on behalf of me, again, have a happy and safe week. God bless. And, of course, keep on squatching. We'll all catch you next week, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. This is Steve Coles signing off. watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless and keep on squatching.